Bless the Lord. Hey, for any of you that were wondering why I'm wearing a lapel mic, and I was also talking with the handheld, I have no idea. <laughs> when you see moments like that, just say, Lord, my imperfect pastor, touch him, touch him, touch him. Amen. Well, hey, we are three weeks into the new year. Are you living inspired? Amen. That's our, that's our challenge. That's uh, the, the theme that we are running after this year. We're believing with all our heart, God directed. I'm holding my big old Thompson chain reference Bible in my hand because uh, we had said this is uh, a year to take the Bible challenge, to be people of the word, people in the word, shooting for the goal of every single day. Uh, and I've been encouraged just hearing some of the different testimonies of what God has been speaking and uh, just the different ways that, that you've been engaging the word of God in fresh ways, and we know, hey, we could walk into a bookstore, and uh, th those books aren't alive unless you go over to the Bible section, and then that's the only living book that's out there because it's the word of God. Uh, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is inspired, and of course, that's what we're uh, looking at over these uh, next couple of weeks, living an inspired life, a, a life that's God-breathed, a life walking in the anointing uh, and power of God, uh, and then uh, walking out a life that brings the best out of those that are around us. So we started on New Year's Eve, and then the first Sunday of the new year, we talked all about what it is to live inspired and some of the key things that we want to do to, uh, to step into that place. And then last week, Pastor Ralph spoke about growth and the importance of growth and uh, living as a person who continues to grow, because as long as we're here on this earth, God has some growing for us to do. Amen. And now this morning, we're going to be talking about honor. And if you're not quite set up in, 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 you know, where it clicks in for you, well, if we're talking about being inspired, how does, you know, talking about living a life of honor, how does it directly connect in with that? And, and if, if it's not already, you know, the dots connecting, I know they will as we talk about this for a few minutes this morning. But what we looked at for those first couple of weeks, we could say were uh, things to get us motivated, if I could just say it, things to inspire us to step out and to believe God and, and get a fresh vision from Him, uh, dream some God dreams, uh, see through the eyes of faith, get hope stirred back up. But now over the next several weeks, we want to talk about things uh, that, that will equip us to live inspired throughout the weeks and months, throughout this year and beyond, right? You, you know, there's, uh, when it comes to uh, motivation, when it comes to being inspired, oftentimes there is a moment where we are stirred up. But if we don't follow up that moment with living intentionally in specific areas, we'll wind up going right back to where we were, amen? So, so these things that we're looking at over these next several weeks are to uh, keep us uh, stirring, stirring up that flame and, like I said, being equipped to live in a way where we are allowing God's anointing to flow and live in a way where we are uh, bringing the best out of others. One of the things we spoke about was, you know, the importance of the environment that we find ourselves in uh, as far as being inspired. And, you, you know... It is one thing to say, well, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw some inspiring people around me. I'm going to draw some like-minded people around me. I'm going to, you know, kind of weigh if, if there's, you know, some adjustments that I have to make. And, you know, I can remember for, for years as a youth pastor, um, you know, youth ministries in different places around the nation, pastors that I didn't meet, that I never met, but that were moving in an anointing and walking out things that were a part of God's, God's dream and God's vision for my life as a youth pastor. So they became a part of my circle of influence. They became a part of those people and voices that inspired my life. Can you say amen? So that's part of it, but I think the main thing the Lord really wants to drive home for us over, over this series is for us to become those that bring inspiration to others. Amen? Amen? So it, it's not it's so much about, you, you know, th that is a part of it, you know, what I surround myself in, but we're looking at how can I bring a change to my environment? How can I bring a change? And, and when I say environment, you know, the first one we're talking about is up in here, right? You know, to, to be inspired in here. And then we could talk about, you know, so this morning we're talking about honor. What is a life? It, it's an inside job. It starts on the inside. So what does a life of honor look like in my head? What does a, a, a life of honor look like in my family and household? What does it look like in my workplace? What does it look like with my friends? What does it look like when we gather together in our different ministries that we're a part of? And then when we gather together corporately as a church family. All, all of that we'll take a look at this morning. Amen. So let's start off, uh, and again, if you want to follow along, we've got notes that you can follow along with and, and take away from today. Uh, so let's begin by looking at a working definition of this word honor. Uh, and I like to do that uh, fairly frequently when we're talking about a, a word or a topic because a lot of times we might bring different uh, thoughts into what we think a word means bring different thoughts into what we think we're saying in a message. So I just want to get us all on the same page on when we talk about honor, a working definition of honor, uh, what are we talking about today? So really just three main uh, points on that, and then I'll summarize it. First is, you know, a definition of honor, high respect and great esteem. That's one definition, you know, to, to give honor is to give great respect and great esteem to, to someone. Second, it's adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. So we can talk about a code of honor. It's a way of living. It's, it's a behavior, you know, that, that, that demonstrates honor. Third, let's, let's define it this way. Uh, and, and this is working out of when we look at the Old and New Testament words for honor, you know, that, that are translated from Hebrew and Greek into English. Uh, there, there's a lot of this picture. To prize, to fix a value upon something. So to prize. So in summary, to honor is to value. To honor is to value, and, and we'll go back to that. Some other words that could describe attributes of honor, we could say valor, being virtuous, respected, uh, giving sacrifice, right? Don't we honor those who sacrifice for us? Forbearance, chivalry, uh, goodness, compassion, integrity, restraint, 
right? That's an attribute of honor, somebody who's not just driven by their emotions or, you know, just kind of the whim of circumstances. Honesty, being ethical, courage, commitment. These are all different words that we could use to describe being honorable. Now, another thing that we can do that's, that's often effective when we're really trying to kind of bore down on, you know, an idea or a thought that, you know, we see in the Word of God, you know, we look at asking the question, what is it to be honorable? Well, we could also ask, well, what, is, what does dishonor look like? You know, sometimes it can be even easier to paint a picture from, well, I know it's not this, and then from that, you say, well, if it's not this, well, I flip that on its opposite. And usually you have a pretty good picture of defining what it is, right? Would you say disrespecting somebody is, is, is dishonoring to them, right? So you flip that around, respect is honorable, right? So, so that's a useful way that we can look at it too. Okay, let's talk about developing honor personally in our lives. So just some, some thoughts, some keys for us in developing, growing honor in our own personal lives. First thought is this, honor is to be extended toward God. So it's really where honor starts, as it is so many things start with the Lord. Third John 1, 6, they have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. Right? So there's, there's a way to live, there's a way to do things that honors God, which means there's a way to behave and do things that dishonors God. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20, you were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. So in other words, glorify God through your actions, honor God with your bodies. And then 1 Timothy 1.17, now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And there's lots more, uh, you, you know, scripture that, that talks about honoring God. Uh, if we were to paint that out a little bit more, so, okay, what would that look like to be honoring of God? Here's just a, a few thoughts. Well, first is to love him. Right? We're to love him with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. Uh, to love righteousness, to love what he loves. We could also look on the other side of that is to hate what he hates. Uh, to love the truth is to honor God. He is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, it tells us in Psalms uh, that uh, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. So being a thankful person is honoring to God. Uh, giving is honoring to God as well. It's really where our giving ought to begin. Proverbs tells us that we are to honor the Lord from our wealth and from the first fruits, from the first of all of our produce. Amen. Amen. So all these different ways, just some, some key things to think about on honoring God. And you know, the more we talk about honor, what we do is we start to sharpen it and clarify it, put it in HD on, uh, the, on the landscape with which we view the world around us. Amen? Right? You talk about something, you give fresh exposure to something, and it puts it on the landscape. Come on, how many have bought a vehicle that you can't recall ever having seen on the road before? And now that you're in it one day, you see it everywhere. 
right? What's changed? Did all of a sudden everybody say, okay, it's all right to get them out. We can now drive them, you know? No, they've been on the road all this time. It's just our, our perception, our picture, our attention has now shifted to now where we see this. So when we look at honoring God, oh, it starts to affect, you know, how we in- interact with God during a service. You know, somebody's praying. Is it honoring to talk about what we're having for lunch while somebody's praying, right? You know, all of a sudden it gets on the, oh, wait, wait, I shouldn't be doing that right now. And then then we start to grow. We start to, in a greater way, walk out our sense of honor. Can you say amen? All right. Number two uh, on developing honor, growing it personally, honor is to be extended toward each other. So 1 Peter 2.17 says, honor everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Interesting note, by the way, uh, when Peter is writing this, the emperor at the time is Nero. Probably one of the worst haters of God and Christianity, you know, certainly in the top handful of people throughout the ages, you know, and, and yet the idea is we are to honor everyone, even someone who feels that way. You know, and here's the thing, so, so what, we're, what we're reminded of about honor here is that honor is not something that I extend based on whether or not I feel the person deserves honor from me or anybody else. Amen? It's just something that I walk out. So it's not based on what you do, it's based on who I am and who God is. Right? And, that, and that's something as we get that on the radar, we start to see the world around us. Remember we said the summary definition of honor is to value. So we start to realize every person around us has value. Amen. Uh, Romans 12.10 says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. That's cool. What does that look like? What does it look like in our homes if we're making an effort to outdo each other? What does it look like around church? What does it look like in, in every one of our, our circles? And, and realize, I understand, we, we might work, we might find ourselves in environments, circles of influence that don't embrace honor, that aren't looking to embrace honor. But again, when we make the decision, I'm not going to live based on what others around me circumstantially are doing. I'm going to live based out of who God has called me to be by the power of his Holy Spirit. I'm going to live inspired. Now we are bringing his blessing, his perspective, his anointing into these places places that might be dry or dark, and we start to bring his light into those places. That's exciting, huh? That's really exciting. Amen. All right, a third thought on this, uh, on uh, developing honor personally, humility comes before honor. And, and, And this goes back to some of what we've already been discussing. Well, how can I see the world around me, even if people are not behaving honorably, how can I see them with, with, with a perspective of honor myself? Well, I, I do that when I allow there to be a humility that reigns in my life. Uh, Proverbs 15.33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. 
so it all connects in together, I have such a reverential awe for God that it puts my ego and my pride out of the way where I can walk in a humility and now I can see in others, even when they're not behaving godly or righteously or anything like that, I can see, but they were made in God's image. And Jesus died for them equally as much as he died for me. And so I need to realize they have great value in the Lord's eyes. And now I can extend an honorable attitude toward that person. Can you say amen? amen. All right, a couple other thoughts here on, on seeing honor worked out in our lives. Number four, honor is built. So uh, what I'm saying is it requires high intentionality. Uh, I know that's a word we visit often uh, on purpose, intentionality. And it means that honor is a choice. We can either choose to behave with honor, or we can choose to behave without honor. And I, and I love uh, these verses in Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, cleanses himself from dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Amen. So, you, you know, God does the work maturing us, sanctifying us. We are saved not by works, it's by grace. But this is letting us know we have to cooperate with what God is doing on the inside Right? Ever hear that song? I got something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Right? That's a, how many have ever heard that? It's such a, such a sweet little, uh, man, man, it's, that, is, that is such a powerful truth. Something on the inside, but it's, if it's going to be worked out on the outside, I have to choose to cooperate with what God is doing. And this verse just makes it so clear. God doesn't just destine some of us to dishonor and some of us to honor. He makes it very clear. Every one of us has the opportunity to live before him a life of honor. And by the way, it's not based on what you did yesterday, right? Because God will forgive whatever happened yesterday, Right? It's about walking in the newness of life that we have in Christ, being changed from glory to glory, being changed from faith to faith, walking out Him making us look more like Him. Amen. Amen. So uh, here's some questions that we can ask to really uh, sort of bring application for our own lives here. So if honor is built, first place to start is, so what in my life is building honor, and then keep that going, right? Find out what's working, what's doing it right, and make sure that we keep that going. And then we can also ask, all right, what in my life is not building honor? What in my life is building dishonor, and how do I get that out of my life? And then what's not yet in my life that is honor building that I'm not yet starting that I need to start doing? Amen? You know, like a, for instance, you know, like, a, you, you know, um, some of this stuff that we spoke about on seeing people as made in the image of God, realizing that every human being has value, every life matters, and that we need to see each person knowing that God loved them just as much as he ever loved us and wants to see them saved. So that might be something where we say, hey, that's not a perspective that I carry regularly. I need to get that in the picture. 
I need to, to get on the, you know, everywhere and all of my coming and going. I need to see through a lens that shows this important picture. Now, as far as getting things out, you know, like I, I referred to this in, in first service, you know, maybe it's, uh, wow, if, if honor is valuing others, me gossiping about somebody does not bring honor into their lives. Doesn't honor God, it doesn't honor them. Now, we got to be careful because we move gossip over into the blind spot that we can't see, right? Over into those blind spots because we call it getting things off our chest, we call it, I need you to pray with me for somebody. You know, but at the end of the day, when we bring it before the Lord, we can really tell the picture, you know, what is something that's bringing dishonor and destruction to that other person uh, versus what is, you know, showing them love, walking in their highest good, that kind of a thing, you know. Uh, so that, that's an example of what to get out, what to get in. And then there might be, you know, just other things where we say, yeah, no, this, this, this brings honor in my behavior, in my lifestyle, in my words, in my thinking. I got to keep that going. You know, maybe it's, hey, I've started the Bible challenge so I can think like God and know his character and have a heart for the things that God has a heart for. I'm in my word. I got to keep that going. You know, but honor is built. Now, the next one, the last one we'll look at uh, on this, this idea of building honor personally. Honor is forged like in a fire. It was not a very loud amen. It sounded almost like an uh-oh or an oh no. Honor is forged in the fire. And, and the bottom line is, you know, because it's a choice, you know, and, and this, this ties back to uh, this idea coming into the new year of living inspired, this idea that living an inspired year should have nothing to do with how easy or difficult our life circumstances are right now. Because a lot of times when the fire is turned up in our lives, that's the place where God is burning the junk out of our lives. He's recalibrating us, and then we come out of that fire looking more like him. We come out of that fire if we choose correctly in the fire with a greater life of honor. Now, I'll just tell you on, on a personal front, one of the things I heard the Lord say to me, clear as clear as day, before coming into 2024, the Lord told me, you are beginning this year, it's a war, and you are beginning this year on the front line. And I said, okay. Anybody else say, yeah, I got that word too. <laughs> or I didn't get that word, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm walking out right now. Well, I, I, I kind of said, okay, awesome, I got it. I didn't get it. There, there, there has been squeeze and pressure and warfare from directions that I just did not see coming. And I thought, oh, okay, so this is somewhat of what you meant, Lord. Okay. But can I just tell you, he has also matched it with all the grace needed to walk it out. And I just give him such praise for it. That is his purpose in the fire. That's not to say that the enemy was not whispering, saying, uh-oh, or what is this, or this is heavy, or this is difficult, or all the lies that he tries to whisper. But yet, God is saying, when the fire, the crucible, when the furnace comes, you need not be afraid of it. Just lean on me. I'm the fourth man in the fire with you. 
Amen. And guess what? On the other side of it, if we just keep walking with him, we're going to get to the other side of it. And there's going to be more of him and less of us. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. We don't wish this. We don't say, Lord, I pray that I pull out of the promise box, you know, fires, you know. In the last days, perilous times will come. Oh, yay. That's my Monday scripture. Hallelujah. You know, but we know those times will come. And when they do, we need to know that honor is forged. As a matter of fact, there's a level of honor being worked at in our lives that's not going to come any other way but through the fire. So it's okay. When, when we face the fire, it's okay. Psalm 66.10 says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. So honor is not easy. Uh, as, as David with Saul, you know, uh, you, you know in, in the Bible uh, account of David, we know that the prophet went and anointed David to be king, future king over Israel. He's anointed, prophetically declared to be king. But at that time, Saul is still king. And uh, Saul had walked with God, but he wound up walking away from God. Uh, it wound up going mad uh, and started becoming jealous of David. And he started pursuing David. Uh, it first tried to kill him and then pursued him all around Israel. And, you know, it's interesting, the, the harebrained things, the harebrained conclusions we can come to if we don't know God's heart and God's character. Because David is, is with, with his, you know, band of, of, you know, his group there that he's traveling with, you know, he's hiding in a cave and Saul comes into the cave to relieve himself. And, and one of his guys says, see, God gave him into your hands. You know, you can slay the king. After all, you're anointed. Man, if anybody knows anything about who's supposed to be the king, it's the guy that's anointed by God to be the next king. But you know what? David knew God's character. David knew God's heart. David knew, touch not my anointed. And so David said, hey, maybe God called me, but if he called me, he's going to get me there. And you want to know it? As a result, it turned into more of a fiery furnace, more of life's challenges. But on the other side of it, he was, he was in, in, what we're told in the word of God, a man after God's own heart. And although we read in the biography of David of some terrible failures, those failures were when he turned away from the lessons learned in the crucible. When he walked them out, he did great exploits for God. And, and he walked out God's purposes beautifully. Those times where he failed were those times where he stopped walking in light of the things that God had called him to. Can you say amen? So we need not be afraid of the fiery furnace. Amen. All right, so let's talk about, uh, just in our last couple of minutes here, uh, developing a culture of honor. So we talked about working honor out in our personal lives starts with God, it extends to others. You know, uh, humility comes first. It's, it's built, it's forged, all these things. But then now let's get a little more practical. You know, here at Grace and Peace, you know, one of our, one of the targets that we aim at is we want our culture as a church family in every part of us, from, the, from volunteers to when we gather corporately to in our office to the pastoral team and every part, we want there to be a culture that draws the best out of everyone. Amen. So, so if you had an experience otherwise, know, all right, 
I may have experienced this, but I know this is what we're aiming at. So we'll keep aiming at it. We'll keep going for it. We keep, you know, making that the target. But I think these things, are you seeing already how culture of honor will bring the best out of the world around us? Us living, it's not the easiest to live. It's easier to live a culture that's carnal and self-centered. But the more rewarding, the more fruit-bearing, the one that's going to bring eternal things is if we say, you know what, I'll do the work to, to build and allow God to forge in me an ongoing life of honor, then that beca- a life of honor, enough people living it out, brings a culture of honor. Which, by the way, I would say this church beautifully carries a culture of honor. Any place where there has been fall short, there is more predominant of a culture of honor. It's the prevailing culture for us here. You know, when we look at living an inspired culture. But let me talk now. Well, okay, how do I help build this target that we're aiming at? In my life, in my home, in my school, in, in my workplace, and then here at church. Here's a couple of practical things. Okay, so a culture of honor, number one, it's a culture of respect. Just like, you know, respect, I can't just take respect from somebody. It has to be given to me. You know, I can't take honor from somebody. Uh, it, it, it has to be given, right? So it's a culture of respect where, where we, and remember that the deal is if we're going to see that environment prevail and grow and thrive, I don't wait for somebody else to do it. I start it. Amen? I say, well, my, I don't know if my home is a place of respect, well, and maybe today is the day God is saying for you to step over the line and say, I'm going to start sowing a culture of respect in my home. I'm going to start sowing it by what I say, by how I behave, by how I interact with everybody. You know, it's really simple. We just follow the golden rule. Usually how we want to be treated is how we're supposed to be treating others. You know, and, and the, the, the immature thing, the flesh thing to do is, oh, well, when I'm treated that way, then I'll start doing it. How many know as believers, that's getting it backward? Amen? Come on, you're getting quiet, all me. Come on, say amen. Right? Uh, so it's a culture, culture of respect. Second, it's a culture of value. So it goes back, you know, I know we've already spoken about that a bit, but it's where we walk around and we look around and we see every person here has value. Great gifts that God has put on the inside. Beautiful calling. Uh, number three, it's a culture that builds up. So it's one where we build each other up. And that's all over the New Testament to encourage one another, to build each other up. And then if I can be redundant here, number four, it's a culture that inspires. And so here's why I took the time to spell that out. Because it might not, that might not sound super, um, wow, I never knew that before, Jim. Respect, value, encouragement. Never heard those words before, you know. But I'm, I'm not going for wow factor. I'm going for, well, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite that's, that's, pulls the worst out of people, that makes people not want to come back. Well, disrespect, not being valued, being torn down, being deflated, right? All of those things are the opposite. And again, how many know respect, value, building up, and inspiring? How many know that doesn't come by accident? It goes back to it has to be built, right? Amen. All right, so 2 Corinthians 8.21, for we have regard, 
That's my prayer for all of us this morning. We have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of other people. Amen. Amen. We have regard for what is honorable. And then Hebrews 13, 18, pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. So it could be this morning that as we're talking about this, you're saying, all right, um, my, my conscience has become less clear. Thus the quietness that descends upon the, the congregation as we talk about it. Amen. So that's where we say, Lord, I recognize areas, thoughts, attitudes toward others that, that have not been uh, those of honor. And Lord, I thank you that I can repent of those and I can turn away from those things and I can be intentional uh, toward what is honoring. So a couple more thoughts here and we're just about wrapped up here. Uh, if, if I want to walk out some of these things, if I want to continue to foster and grow and develop uh, a culture of honor, a life of honor, love is always going to be the key ingredient. Right, Love God, trickling down toward love of others. Um, taking an approach that says, I will interact with others as unto the Lord. So that takes us out of reaction mode. And then uh, I mentioned earlier, just practicing the golden rule. Let me treat others how I would want to be treated. Amen. Amen. You know, some other, uh, just, just since we have a, a quick, quick minute... Honoring others above ourselves, some practical ways we can do that. We can do that, we said, by uh, regarding them as valuable, letting them know that they're valued with words, actions, and attitudes. Uh, honor others by speaking well of them. Not only uh, to their face, but when they're not around as well. Amen. Amen. Honor others by rejoicing uh, when they achieve and when they're excess, uh, successful, you know. Uh, and then seeking to be a friend. You know, Jesus said, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say, I call you friends because of the way you're behaving toward me. Amen. He said, I called you friends because I have done this for you. Man, that's freeing, right? Good old Zig Ziglar said this, if you go looking for a friend, you're going to find that they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. Amen. Doesn't that just encapsulate everything that we, we spoke about here today? We can honor others by listening to them, right? We let them know that what they're saying is important, and that goes back to showing that they're valued. Um, and then, like I said, just take, making it a project to look in each uh, environment, each circle of influence that we find ourselves in, and just looking at, do I need to do some uptake on uh, how I'm walking out honor in the setting? Because how many would be honest enough to say that you probably, if you were to weigh it out and look at your different circles in life, you carry yourself with different levels of honor toward the people you're around? Thank you for, thank you, Bill, for agreeing with me. We'll wait for everybody else to catch up. Amen. Come on, when you're driving on the road, do you treat strangers on the road? Let's go back to, you know, the shop right. No, let's not go back to the shop right. I was driving into service this morning. I had such a laugh on this, thinking about culture of honor as we're driving in prayerfully, and somebody was turning into a church. <laughs> and they just stopped in the road. And so I'm driving behind them and thinking, why are we stopping? Why are we stopping? Why are we? We're stopped. And then as they turned, the blinker went on. <laughs> Almost as if to like, I, I, they would have been better off just leaving the blinker off, you know? 
you know, but just thinking about how living a life of, how do I show value and respect as I just walk through my life? Because I know God, I love Jesus, and he wants this to be how I behave. Amen? So it's very possible. Hey, and you know, sometimes, you know, I just got done saying we can be little less than stellar with strangers. Flip side to that is there can be people who don't know us the way our family does. And we find ourselves getting caught in not treating our family with the same honor that maybe we afford to others. Amen? I'm really meddling this morning, aren't I? I'm really, really just kind of getting in there. Amen. Amen. But so, so as we get ready to close here today, just be thinking about, all right, Lord, as a matter of fact, that's really, why don't you stand with me as we close? That's really going to be just the, the, the closing takeaway is for us to just say, all right, Lord, what, what circle of influence in my life do I need to step up walking out, building this life of honor toward others around me? And then we'll just give it into his hands and, and we'll watch God continue to move and bless. Again, for us as a church family, there'll be all kinds of opportunities for us to just carry this. But I hope with this, you know, kind of landing uh, or on final approach here, uh, for landing for this message, uh, that we see how carrying a culture of, uh, culture of honor amongst each other when we're on campus, when we're off campus, what that will do to bring out the best in others where people would say, I can't wait to get back to that place. Church, realize there are some people where this is the only place they'll be treated with respect and honor. And to know that it's done in Jesus' name glorifies the Lord so much. Amen. Amen. So, Father, as we close here today, God, each and every one of us, we just say afresh and anew that we surrender our hearts to you. Jesus, you are Lord and Savior over all of our lives, every part of our lives, God. Lord, we ask that you would take our lens through which we view all of our world around us. Lord, forgive us for any place where we have compartmentalized honor. Lord, forgive us for where we've lost it and got it off the landscape. We got it off the lens Lord, forgive us for anything and everything in our life that has been dishonor, whether it's been thinking, in speech, or in behavior. God, the things that we're aware of, that, that we're, we've, we've felt you calling out in our lives even this morning, Lord, the things that are in our blind spots and we don't even realize that we're treating others with dishonor, Lord, we repent. Take every and any area in our lives that's not of honor. Wash it away. Forgive us. And we pray, Holy Spirit, would you fill us afresh and anew today? Would you help us to see through eyes of love for you first, reverence for you first, and then through that, see this world around us. And as you told us in Scripture, Lord, especially our brothers and sisters here in the faith. So God, finally, we ask if there's any circle of our life, whichever one needs the greatest attention for us to build honor, Lord, just speak that, make it clear, and we pray for a fresh anointing to walk that out. And God, together around this room, watching online, listening, 
Lord, what it could look like as we would intentionally grow out this honor factor in our lives to see people turn to you. God, take it, work in our lives, work through this area, grow us in this area, stretch us. And finally, Lord, I just pray for any that are in the fire here this morning, that there would be, Lord, we continue to speak hope. And Lord, let there be a faith to recognize that you are the fourth man in the fire, that the fire's not forever, and that the, on the other side of it, there's greater refinement. So Lord, in all this, we commit ourselves into your hands. All this we pray in the mighty name of Jesus.